Welcome to the Productive Inactivity Podcast, where we take your favorite topics and completely destroy their overworked narratives, create new unbiased narratives, and probably hurt your feelings in the process. But in the words of my old black babysitter, Matilda, you gonna be all right. Again, welcome to the Productive Inactivity Podcast. Now, here's your host, Wayne Steven. This is how I'm feeling. This is how I'm feeling on this inaugural episode. This is how I'm feeling. That's it. That's all I could give y'all. I don't know, you know. I don't know copyright laws. Listen, this is your host, Wayne Steven, and welcome. Welcome, welcome to the first episode of the Productive Inactivity Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I don't even know what to say. I don't know where to begin more than the fact that, you know, I think I've reached a place in my life where I got tired of having the narrative of the world around me force-fed. And it's not so much that I was falling for it. I was watching people literally eat these narratives up and I... I would sit and I would watch things, whether it be the news, whether it be sports, whether it be entertainment. And I would ask myself, like, why on earth is nobody discussing this aspect of the topic and just leaning on the same old tropes that get passed back and forth? So this, what I'm doing, is just me offering my perspective on the things that I see on a day-to-day basis. And I know that a lot of people do agree with my perspectives, but sometimes they fear that breaking away from the group thinks, so they find themselves in a position where, I don't think I wanna talk about that, uh, I don't think I wanna say it like this. I'ma be honest with you, I don't care what I say half the time. And uh, on top of that, I don't really be caring how people feel about it, because if we keep passing around the same narratives, all we're doing is sharing the same information over time, and those things, even even in their falsities, will become truth to a culture of people. And that's not—I'm not with that. I'm not with fake truth. Um, let me start off by saying, I was born in Brooklyn, New York. I'm an '80s baby from Brooklyn. I was raised during a very tumultuous time in Brooklyn. I got an opportunity to see a lot of things. Um, being 40 years old has offered me the privilege of seeing the errors merge. You know what I mean? Cause like we came from that when everything was fresh and new in the eighties and then things got fresher and newer, fresher and newer, almost unrecognizable. And I got a chance to experience the tech age merge with the, 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 the analog age and everything come from, I had a black and white TV as a kid. So it is like, I literally got a chance to see things evolve in their natural order. And, and I have my opinions about those things. Um, I don't find myself fogeying out, fogeying out. What I call, what, what fogeying out is, is a posture where you go, this was so much better when we did it. Like, I can't stand that posture. So it's like, I shut a lot of that down, but You know, I'm a husband of 14 years, father of an 11 year old, beautiful wife, Jody, beautiful daughter, Mackenzie. I'm a name dropper because to be honest with you, many of my experiences in this life do include the fact that I am a husband and a father and my perspectives has changed 
naturally over the last however many years I've been either of those things. I don't like to do math on the fly because I always come across as an imbecile. So I just, you know, I just throw the math rock that way when it comes time to do math on the fly. Um, I am. You are going to be listening to the 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 musings <laughs> of a two-time high school dropout, a two-time college dropout, and somebody who's tried to kill themselves two times and failed. I eventually did get my GED and I eventually did get my college degree in psychology. Uh, I did fail at killing myself, which is, that's always good. So I do feel like my life has a purpose and this and I, I want to stop before I even say anything further if you are here for any kind of motivational inspirational uh, meme speak you might as well just hit stop because I'm not that guy although I do do speaking engagements this ain't it ain't that there are people who know me and I said I was starting a podcast and they got all excited. They're like, woo, this is going to be great. And I'm like, I don't know if you're going to think what I'm doing is so great. Once you hear what I got to say about a lot of the stuff you love to talk about. But um, it for me, this is an opportunity to just say what I feel like saying without, because I know, here's the thing. The one thing I learned about the podcast game, watching it for so long, because I sat on the sidelines for so long and just watched it, is... People are really using their voices to share what they feel about the things that they see because they can't do it on social media because the moment you put anything on social media, an instant backlash argument begins because even though people have seen what you've written, they take what they take what you've written within your dialogue and they pick out the part that they want to argue about and it's usually very minuscule and has nothing to do with the overall point. So you can't even really create an accurate, fruitful dialogue on social media anymore without there being a some sort of weird exchange where now your emotions are involved. But when you put your voice or your image someplace, people have the opportunity to really digest what you're saying. And that's what I enjoyed about the podcast game. But the one thing that made me wait so long was the fact that I had to ask myself, excuse me, that was a belch, but it was a silent one, I think. I just know that's going to come across weird. But anyway, one of the things that, that made me sit on the sidelines for so long as far as the podcast game is concerned is the fact that I had to ask myself, like, what are you going to do and say and offer that's going to be different than what everybody else is doing? It's like, man, that's a dumb question because there's only one of you. There may be people who do have varying opinions, but there's only one Wayne Steven. So actually there's two I'm named after my dad. But technically there's one name there's one Wayne Steven. So you can your personal experiences make what you say and shape what you say. And I'm I'm super excited to even be getting started with this. Uh, the topics of many of my discussions, they're gonna range like from Sports, music, movies, any other form of entertainment, politics, briefly. I don't talk policy. I talk what we see in politics. Totally different. You're not going to get me on here talking about, did you know that Congress met today at 3.30 and they discussed the new environmental blah, 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 and the, and, the, and the liberals and, and the Republicans. Forget all that. That's trash. I can't stand 
couch incumbents. They they get on my nerves. Like I, I can't listen to, I can't stand listening to those people talk because outside of that realm, they literally have nothing to discuss. And that's not who I am. I discuss everything in depth. I'll be discussing marriage, relationships, parenting, like the things that make us common day to day and that, that weave us as a society. Those are the things I'm going to discuss because those are the things we live the most. But you would almost think we don't live those things the most the way that people respond so quickly to things that incense them. And I just find it very strange. Um, the structure of my show is going to be when I'm by myself, I'm going to try to keep it to like 20 minutes and I'm going to give myself a timer because I have a tendency to not pay attention to time. I don't know if it has anything to do with me being black, but I am frequently late to things. I'm just, I don't even know if I can blame it on the blackness, but uh, yeah, on time, I don't know. But that's why I work for myself. Um, I'm a sports performance trainer. As I said before, I'm a speaker, um, social media management, marketing, things like that. And I, I've chosen to have several streams of income in that sense because I would rather have full control of my day and do what I love than have no control over my day and do something I may or may not like. So I notice as we progress throughout the years, there are many people taking that independent entrepreneurial route. And I applaud them because it's, it's a brave thing to do. It's not easy to tightrope without a net because that's really what it is you are your customer is your income you know what I mean so if you don't get out there and work and you don't get out there and promote and you don't get out there and put yourself in a position to earn these dollars you're not gonna earn anything which goes without saying but um, I've, I've always known I wanted to run that route because I I've had a lot of jobs in my life but I've never really had one that I enjoyed going to every day with the exception of two jobs and they both didn't pay very well. Uh, I used to work at the YMCA in the town I went to college in. I loved that job. Like just being amongst people and hearing them talk about, you know, things and just creating events for kids. Like I have a real heart for the youth because I feel like people are overlooking them and I feel like their voice isn't heard because people in my generation feel like the youth don't want to talk and that's not true the youth want to talk they don't want to be talked at they want to be talked to they want to be understood and for an adult my age to understand a kid maybe from the ages of like 11 10 11 to 18 19 it's inconvenient for them because they can't wrap their minds around what why they like what they like so instead of trying to figure that out as far as like youth are concerned why don't adults just back up and go let me see what it is they like and then step back and remember when I was young, which is another thing people don't do. They don't remember the fact that they was they was young once and they wanted to do things. And these kids today, they live in that digital age. They hop on YouTube and do things. They want to do, you know, podcasts and cool stuff like the 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 uh, the economy of the youth is being seen today. Like they want to be seen. They want to show off the things they learn and the things they get. So you gotta just maneuver your thoughts and, and, and feelings around that when you talk to a youth. You gotta know what it is that they get into. The second job I had was at a <laughs> was at a, um, a residential treatment facility for kids who committed crimes. So it was basically, it was a, <laughs> it was a college kid. 
I'm laughing because it was a college campus for criminals because it really was set up like a college campus. But all those kids were in there from, you know, things like drug charges to gun charges to possession, like things like that. And I got a kick out of that job because when you remove that vestige of criminal pride from a youth, the only thing you're left with is a scared kid who doesn't know where he fits in in the world. And it just made me laugh to be able to dissect that um, from kids. I, I like, I just love dealing with the youth because they don't have, they don't have that built up facade and persona that adults give each other on a day to day basis, which is another reason why I chose to get into this podcast thing because I want to address all those things. Like when I talk, I want to strip every vestige of pride, falsification, like just remove it and just be a person, be a person and live and just talk and breathe. And those things that you try not to say out loud, just say them because there are other people who are saying the same exact thing. But you sit here thinking, oh, I'm, you know, if I say this, then my little peer group won't dig me anymore and they won't invite me to the barbecue and I can't wear my sweet New Balance Air Grillums that I've been waiting to kill them with all spring and summer. <laughs> Yo. Oh my goodness, adults dress so goofy. I just, it's hilarious to me. But anyway, this is the kind of stuff you have to deal with. My brain, that's why I chose the, um, that's why I chose the logo that I chose to have drawn because that's literally how my brain works. It is chock full of things that I, I'm, I'm an observer. And when I see something, I don't necessarily speak on it right away. I have to, I, I see it and then I store it. And then if I continue to see like a trend in things or I continue to see like patterns and stuff, like then I start putting things together in my head and I'm just like, man, like things like I just said with adults dressing goofy, it's like adults are almost afraid to try to be cool and get it wrong. So they just go all the way corny because you can't mess corny up. But <laughs> you really can't mess corny up though. Um, what else do y'all even want to care about me saying? Uh, this was pretty much a get to know me kind of episode. Cause like when you listen to somebody, like I was having a conversation with one of my good friends, Mike, and he said, he said to me, he's like, do you like motivational speakers? And I said, not really. And he was like, I don't understand. You know, you do speaking. How can you not like motivational speakers? I was like, don't get me wrong. I feel like they have their place, but the person speaking to me, I have to believe their story. And nine times out of 10, you're given a story that's very like template. Like I struggled, then I, I pulled myself up out of bootstraps and now I've sold 17 books all across the world. That doesn't make sense to me. That's not a, that's not a relatable story. But if you tell me something like from the day that you were born, you know, the doctors didn't give you a chance to live. And at every stage of your life, people were under like undermining you and discounting you because you had a certain learning disability and you fought through that to exceed where people didn't think you would. I, now you have me because that's a that's a relatable story where it's not relatable to me but struggle and having people discount you and having people literally count you out every single day i can relate to that i can't relate to the fake i struggled and then i did this and then all of a sudden i'm that that's i don't that's not real to me so when i speak i always come from a genuine place like nobody ever has to worry about me you know making a story up to reel you in to sell you something bigger like that's 
I don't like that approach in life. So when I talk, I speak from a, ge a very genuine place. I speak about my experiences. And to be honest with you, I always put myself in a position to be able to glean an experience from it. Like I'll get in an elevator and just be like, you know why people don't talk in elevators? Because they're shaped like coffins and it makes people nervous and it just gets people talking. So make your life an experience. And like, but like nowadays we're so, we're so shut off and I hate to use the cliche, you know, we're all stuck in our phones. As true or untrue as that may be, it doesn't take much to get somebody to look up from their phone, look you in the face and engage you. It's not that hard. You just have to be willing to engage. You have to be willing to fail at an engagement. And I think the experiences I've experienced over the last maybe three and a half years um, has brought me to that point and I'll explain what I mean. I have currently living with a rare blood disease called AL amyloidosis. If you don't know what it is, Google it. I don't wanna explain it, cause then I'm have, I don't use medical terms. But what it is, it's a blood disease where protein spilled over into my blood, it reshapes some platelets. The disease attacked my heart. I am currently, as we speak, in the state of congestive heart failure where only, I wanna say like 23, 23%? Yeah, 23% of my heart actually works um I'm not on the transplant list because I'm not sick enough I still lift weights six days a week I can't run uh, I get short of breath if I walk the stairs with like a like a heavy load whether it's you know laundry or something um but outside of that it doesn't really affect my day-to-day -day life like I said I still go to the gym put in mad work six days a week uh, I get tired way faster than most people uh, outside of that, I'm not inconvenienced by it. The only thing almost dying taught me is that I wasn't living enough. I wasn't loving people enough. I wasn't, I would, whenever I would talk to somebody, like I said earlier about the hook, like there was always a hook because I was always trying to sell something. But now when you almost die and you put that in the scope of who around you would be affected by you not being there. At the time, my daughter was nine going on 10. So I thought to myself, 10 years old is not long enough for me to have imparted the wisdom and shape her as a young lady coming into this world. Like if nothing else, I feel like I was spared. I feel like God spared me to do that because I should have died. And um, that's just something that I've had to learn to live with. So in, in learning to live, it brought me to a place where I'm like, I might as well do everything that I have a passion to do because I don't know, tomorrow, people say I'm gonna do this tomorrow, people say I'm gonna do this Monday, but I literally know what that feels like to say, I'm gonna do this tomorrow, I'm gonna do this Monday and not have that tomorrow or that Monday to do that thing. So that, and it, and it didn't necessarily scare me. It lit a fire in me that made me look at people different. It made me look at the world different. It made me, instead of seeing people physical, it made me see people circumstantial. Like what makes that person be that? You know what I'm saying? And that's when I got to thinking about the things, the messages we hear every day and, and what, 
the media is trying to tell us and what you know social media is trying to make us believe and i just started to see through the nonsense it's like my eyes got reopened it's like i went to sleep and like a filter left my eyes and i was seeing things as they should be seen because until then i was just kind of like not necessarily falling in line because i've never been a fall in line person i've always been a kind of go against the grain but it made me question things a lot more than i had been questioning them up until that point and now when i see people like i love people you know what i mean like there's still people i dislike don't get me wrong this ain't i'm not you know some mushy near-death experience guru who all of a sudden i love everyone that's not that but i knew where i fell short and every day that i see an inconvenience to someone else i'm ready to fill that whatever that is and make that convenient and any inconsistency that lies within me i try to fix that right away so i could be the best father the best husband the best friend to people that i can even if they're not willing to be the best friend to me that's not even like a, that's not even a, a thought in my mind like i'm not gonna get so i'm not gonna give and that's where we live right now like it's getting a little better because we do have people in our society currently that are looking to fill voids like regular citizens willing to step up and be a little more sensitive to other people's issues um in the progressive sense not in the come here let me baby you sense but in the sense that you know what i can relate to how that person struggles with that and the way that we band together uh for certain issues whether they be women's issues whether they be social justice race racial issues um economic issues like the things that the media tries to make us care about aren't even the things that we care about on a day-to-day -day basis but if you look at the scope of the world you would believe that we only care about those extreme things that we're hearing we really don't so at this point i'm just here just to offer my perspective on all that because life is not getting any 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 longer for any of us and why are we gonna sit here and play around and not play the game full out because when we go and we will go what do we want people to say about us what do we want to have left behind what when people talk about legacy they typically talk about the financial aspect of it all they're like oh you know leaving you know stocks and bonds and iras to my kids and all this other stuff and they're leaving the business and something they grow. all right cool but who were you who did you who did you leave behind for people to remember there are people in my life that have passed and i remember them for all the things that they showed me the lights they turned on in my head or at least you know tried to turn on because i wasn't the best in my 20s my 20s was super trash don't worry we're gonna be getting into all that as the later episodes come this is just inaugural get a little little meet and greet little tea party with this i left the tea bags in there just so i could seem sophisticated i'm not because my pinky wasn't out but anyways this is all coming to a head where we now have to start training our brains to stop being fed messages and i want to be the shepherd that leads that 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 drive to not falling into this because that's what we're given every day somebody's got to be that fork in the road and go nah let's go this way let's think about it like this that's basically what this is for. Saying that to say, I'm out of here. I look forward to everybody who tunes in. I look forward to everybody that listens. You can catch me 
on all social media, Instagram, Productive Inactivity Podcast, Twitter, Productive Inactivity Podcast, SoundCloud, Productive Inactivity Podcast, iTunes Podcast, Productive Inactivity Podcast. It's all under the same name. And that's what I'm about. If I left anything out, feel free to ask me any questions. Send me any comments you have. Send me any criticisms. I'll take it all. I like interacting with the people about who I am and what I'm doing. With that said, this is your boy Wayne Steven with the Productive Inactivity Podcast. Yes, sir.